0: What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Met City Soccer Show. I'm one of your hosts, David Gessler. Um, I am a full kit wanker today, so that's why I have for the visual medium here. You've got me looking this way for a minute. But just to give you a little peek behind the curtain real quick before I introduce my co-host and producer here, we were having some fun before the show and I told them I kind of have this Fred Durst vibe going on right now. Um, and we were just talking about it and uh, David Gusser, what are you doing? Exactly. Um, so I just have to do this very limited fake Fred Durst impersonation real quick for the audience. And then we will just kick the show off. But ladies and gentlemen, introducing Matt Swift. <laughs> there you go. There's my limited fake uh, my limited fake Fred Durst from Gastonia. So Swift, how are you, buddy? How are you doing? <laughs> Our viewers just plummeted, by the way. <laughs>
1: I, thought I was doing good until the Fred Durst thing, uh, but you are you are good at that voice, sir. It, it's good to be back. It's good to see you guys, and it's good to be celebrating a a win on Monday night.
0: It is very good to celebrate a win, man. It's a uh, it's a good feeling, and it's, um, you know, it's uh you know, don't know how to really explain it, but it's our first time ever having the first game ever be a win. It, it's it's I'm speechless here, but. Uh, but Corey, how are you, buddy? I'm glad to see you here as well.
2: I'm good. Uh, I think I've, I've argued this for a long time that the team needs to lean into its local music <laughs> roots. Right? <laughs> so we've got we need more Limp Biscuit at games. <laughs> I still say that All My Life by Casey and JoJo yes, needs to yes. be sung you, at every game. You've been game. pushing
1: that for a long this, time, Corey. I, I
2: haven't said this in a while. I've, I've, I've kind of laid off for a little bit, but I still say that that needs to be. A part of every single match. Just imagine the whole stadium seeing "All My Life" after a game or something like that. It'd be beautiful, you know. Let's lean
0: into uh, let's lean into those local ties.
2: And, I just uh, really just want
0: it. the stadium to do the, you know, the oh baby, baby, you know, like the like, right, you know, all all in unison there after you say yep. "All My Life." It'd be great. So, yeah, I, I think one of them lives in Lake Norman still, don't they? I don't know if it's yeah, Casey they're, or JoJo or what, but
2: they're they're around. They're around. I, mean, I know we've got <laughs> other don't musical have- acts around but i think we need to lean into the fred durst of it all and and the casey and jojo let's just
0: lean into those two just Fred. let's get them but let's get let's get all three of them on the on the on the capo stands and have fred durst freestyle with uh, ryan bailey on guitar so i do support someone off else said pd pablo definitely oh. lean into the pd pablo you there can't you go, go wrong yeah. with that so yeah I'm sure Noah wants me to see me take my shirt off and twist around my head like a helicopter. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure
1: we'll save that. I, I don't think game. anyone wanted to see you with your hat back, uh, sideways <laughs> either. Talking like this, like, But that's all right. Man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm done. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just derailing the show today. That's my goal. Is just to derail this that's completely. Right. So
1: first, first going episode along. of the new the well new so far, season, yeah. and
0: I'm just going to derail everything. So it's fine. So
1: it's good. We're in but, a, we're in a good mood, man. We're in a good mood. It's all right. That's what happens when we have a good
0: coach and we actually win a game to kick off the season, right?
1: <laughs> we turn into Fred Durst. That's correct.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, um, so I, I'm really excited to have this show kind of kick us off here today. And uh, we're excited to have, uh, we've got a little bit of an agenda tonight, trying some new things and some conversations. But really want this episode to be driven by you, the fans, and you know, putting in that chat uh, your questions, thoughts what do you want us to talk about during the game um, or what happened during the game? So please, you know, post them in there. Corey's monitoring the chat. He'll pull things up randomly, like the PD Pablo from Greg, a few minutes of Gusler or Gusler out. I'm seeing that pop up. That's good. Damn it. Gusler. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. Uh, so, uh, but no, we're, we're, we're excited to be here. So Swift, I'll, uh, I, I mean, how was your, your tailgate experience for the first game of the year, man?
1: It was good. We had a really good turnout. Uh, it was just nice to see, everybody's face again Uh, and just being able to share that experience it was it was a nice day Uh, lots of new faces too which is always good Uh, and I think everybody's just really excited for this third season even before the the victory I think there was just this new sense of excitement and uh, possibility and I I think the coach and some of these new uh, player changes have a lot to do with that but I think everybody's just ready to get back together and get to the swing of this thing and it was a really good turnout.
0: Yeah, I I, uh, I had a I had a blast. Um, I, you know, I don't know if people saw I posted a picture. I was, uh, I was on the drum line for a little bit there on the march. So I had a, had a good old time, brought my drum up. I still have it in the garage because I'm trying not to bring that thing inside. But uh, it's a good it was a good time seeing everybody and seeing some new faces. We actually had people come up to us and be like, is that is that Matt Swift from the show? And I was like, yes, that's Matt. That's Matt Swift from the from the show. So they weren't they didn't care about me. Actually, I had one person or no. two people come up and say, are you the corn dog guy? Um, and, I
1: said, I, I, <laughs> and I said, no. I heard, yes. I heard someone, uh, that someone ask about you. They, they were like, "Hey, where's David from the show?" And I was like, "He's over there yeah. acting like Fred Durst. Go talk to him."
2: Yeah, David, you're, you're building a real brand, like around <laughs> corn dogs and Fred Durst. That's a real choice you're making with,
0: with the personal brand right now. Where where the greatest state fair. <laughs> Watch out, Raleigh, New, North Carolina State Fair, 2024. Here we go.
2: Yeah. But I did. I, I texted you all this, but just I'll put it on the show too. But I, I have a guy that I go to church with and he's great. And all he wants to talk to me when I see him on Sundays is just literally Charlotte FC, just nonstop. He talks to the podcast all the time and he, he stopped me on Sunday. And he goes, I finally got a chance I met Matt and I met David and I met who's that guy y'all had on? Who's that guest who's so smart? I was like, Oh, Vaughn, yep, you Vaughn, met Vaughn yeah. too. So he was y'all are celebrities. I just what I'm trying to say is he was very
1: excited to have met y'all at the tailgate <laughs> But we're not so the glad. smart ones. Vaughn's the smart one. You caught that, right? <laughs> who's the smart one? I, I, Vaughn. Yeah. Uh who are these other clowns? Oh yeah, Matt and David,
0: cool. I, I, I immediately pointed to the QC Royals tent and I said, That's where all the smart ones are. Go into that corner of the tailgate because that's you're not gonna find them over here we're this is where <laughs> Min City is?
1: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, uh, Vaughn was on uh, WFNZ today, yeah. representing us at, at I think like three forty-five today. So uh, good stuff there. He deserves it. Make too. sure. He, uh, yeah. No, I was just say,
0: I was just gonna say you can you can go back and listen on the WFNZ app or their website. Uh, it's uh, yeah. uh, uh Kyle ba- yeah Kyle Bailey, um, his show and that three forty-five Vaughn was on there. So uh, make sure you go back and listen to his interview there.
1: Yeah, we we bombarded Kyle Bailey today in his show. We wanted to make sure that Charlotte FC is well represented on the radio show. And because I, I, you know, there's a lot of us that feel like, especially Kyle, doesn't talk about Charlotte FC a lot. And it's a lot of like Braves baseball and Orioles baseball. Um, so... So yeah, we wanted to have a uh, text line campaign and at 5:15 we just bombarded him and if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, it was pretty hilarious. Uh, he took it all in good stride and I think he I think he knows he like we we want him to talk more more soccer, so that was that was cool.
0: Corey, did you did you happen to catch that? Cuz I know you're a former sports, you know, media guy. Uh, how would you feel if you were doing a radio show and then like thousands of text messages came in about corn dogs and Mint City and you know soccer and Charlotte FC. Well, how would you react to that?
2: It would depend on what time of year it is, right? Because there are certain <laughs> times of the sports calendar sure. where you need that filler content, and and someone coming in with some nonsense like that would would be a boon because you'd be able to fill those four hours of airtime that you have much more easily uh, than than you would otherwise. So. Uh, It'd it really depend. You know, it's, it's, there's no Panthers. Panthers, I know, take up so much of the airwaves. So, you, so you're, you're, you know, the Hornets are the Hornets, even though they're better now. This is not a basketball podcast, but things are going well there. But <laughs> who? Sometimes the, you just need Hornets? something fun to talk about. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll I'd take that occasionally. Now, every day, different conversation, but every now and then it's fine.
0: Yeah. So, so Swift, don't worry, folks. The, the talent of the show, Swift, will be right back. <laughs> so I, I see that. I see that in the chat. So don't worry. Um, so, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> So, Corey, did you did you go to the game on Saturday or what? I did. I did. Uh, didn't make the tailgate
2: uh, because I have children and have never been able to get child care early enough <laughs> to actually make the tailgate. Um, other than the I think the season opener, I went to the tailgate and that was that. So unfortunately, I don't get to enjoy that very often, but I did get there early enough to get caught in the uh, wake of the supporters march, which was fun. Oh, holy crap. Uh, <laughs> that was intense.
0: dude. So I, I, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll ask your thoughts on it in just a second. But like, so give context. I'm sure folks who are listening to this or watching this was there at the game. But that March, every single like first game of the year is always intense. They always up, open the upper deck. Last year was New yep. England, the year before is L.A. Galaxy, and it's 60,000 plus people. Right. And they all go to the tailgate. Spirits are high. You know, we haven't lost games yet or anything like that. So um, this was the first time I was on the drums for the march going up to the stadium. And I, let me tell you, I, I had this 28 inch bass drum strapped to my chest and I'm walking down playing this thing and I felt cramped w- wearing that thing. <laughs> and so people were like, shoulder to shoulder bumping into each other. Uh, you had the banner there. There was people I, I've never seen so many people on the march outside of maybe the fir- very first game against L.A. Galaxy, and it was insane. So, I mean, uh, yeah. did, you get, did you get stuck in it when we got up to Mint Street?
2: Yeah. Well, I, yeah. And uh, so I come up, I park on Summit. Um, I shouldn't give away my parking spot. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but I walk up. So so coming up through the, the tunnel there, basically. Um, as you're going you know under the railroad tracks and all that that's where that's where i hit y'all but yeah i, I agree with you like the only time i ever see, remember seeing it like that was the first match when it was when it was so crazy so it was cool to see i mean i knew it was gonna be a good crowd i knew it wasn't gonna be quite as big as we've had at other season openers but to see that level on the march i was like oh this is gonna be fun this is gonna yeah. be a, this is gonna be a good night so it set the tone one poor uh guy that was carrying a flag who i don't think is used to carrying a flag uh, seemed very confused. He got way behind. And I think he tried to go into the wrong entrance and his flag got confiscated. Oh, so no. Uh, I couldn't no. tell which supporters group it was, but somebody's missing a flag. Hopefully they got
0: it. Was was that, <laughs> that person named like, I don't know
2: what I'm doing.
0: Was, was that person named Matt Chantry? Because Matt Chantry had a flag behind me at, at the start of the match. <laughs> And then somehow, when we got to mid Street, was way in front of me. I, I think he probably was just like, "Screw this! I'm I'm just gonna run ahead and just just keep going." So, uh, yeah, no. yeah. Rest in peace to that flag. I don't know what flag it was, but uh, yeah, ripped, ripped to it. So, uh, welcome back, Swift. I just have to say, Swift. The minute you got off the show, we got instant messages saying. Where did Swift go? Oh, no, we lost Swift. Yeah, so the talent. Aww. I know.
2: So it's, it's it. clear yeah. who's most important on this. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very obvious. Yeah, it's, it's like, so oh, God, David and Corey can't hit it on their own. Yeah.
1: It's Vaughn <laughs> who's not on the show tonight. Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> right. So, so, Swift, did you uh, did you get to go enjoy the march or did you skip the march after the tailgate or what did you do pregame?
1: We went up a little early. Uh, I was with some folks that uh, were trying to meet up with some folks, some other folks. So uh, went up a little early to, to get in. Um, so yeah. Oh, there's uh Chico, by the way. He's he's listening. And yeah, watching.
0: yeah. He's actually he's actually watching the show for once. Like I, uh, you know, we always give him a hard time about, um, you know what, what he's doing, but he actually is watching the show. But um, so Swift, you, yeah. you talked to me about the tailgate. I know you said you got there really early. We did soccer and coffee on Saturday, uh, before the show. Yep. Um, what was the tailgate process like this year? Like, were you there for twelve hours on Saturday or what?
1: Not not so much. I, I got there around like two o'clock, um, but we already had some okay. folks like, you know, like Chris Harmon and, and Samuel, who is setting up our tailgates this year. You know, they got to get there early to get ice uh, for the all the coolers that we have. Chico usually gets there pretty uh, early too to help set up. And so it's a long day for folks, even when it's not 100 degrees outside. So, uh, yeah, we had a lot of extra things going on this tailgate, too, so there was not as much room as, as normal. Uh, we had the Continental Tire Experience thing, well, all the stuff that they had. We had the uh, the retro <laughs> kit uh, pop up. Not sure if you guys uh, got a jersey. That thing was I really cool, by the way. I did not get a yeah, jersey. Yeah.
2: The the guy who sits in front of me was very excited about the jerseys he got. He was telling me about this. I didn't know y'all were doing this, but he he was like pulling them out. He's like, "I got this Chelsea jersey with the with the patch on it," and his kid got like a Japan national team. They were very excited. So awesome. so at least you had one big fan of that uh, that pop up shop. I'll tell you that much.
1: Yeah, I I they they were pricey, but they are vintage, you know retro jerseys. Um, I got a Netherlands uh, Dennis Burkamp jersey which was nice but they, they were they were pretty pricey so I couldn't I couldn't get a lot
0: yeah i uh i, I told Sha- i saw sean mcintosh over there at the tent for them when i first got there and he's like you're gonna come in here and check out the jerseys and shop i was like dude i just spent a week in vegas and like nevada and utah i lost money i don't need to spend any more money coming back or my wife's probably gonna divorce <laughs> me after that so uh, i did not get a chance to look i did see online I think they had a few uh Ajax kits or an Ajax kit, not a, not an Ajax kit. So if they had that, I would have probably <laughs> went and looked. Um, but no, yeah, and they, they were pricey, but that was a really cool experience. And I mean, they were they were super big fans of the, the tailgate. They were there like taking pictures and videos. And yeah, I yeah. saw them in a the supporter section at one point. It was awesome to see them kind of experience Charlotte FC for the first time.
1: And they just came for, for this tailgate. It's not like they were doing a tour. They're not going to other cities and things like that. They just came for us. And a lot of that had to do with Sean getting them over here. So, um, yeah, that was a, it was a good experience. Yeah, we had a lot of uh, extra things going on. So, um, I know the Port of John situation was a concern. It, I, I got stuck in line in one of them. But I, I think overall, it, was, it, it went really, really well. Again, I think everybody was just really excited and in a good mood.
0: I heard that the uh the CLT Porter John review account did not get to make it a review because of how long the uh, Porter John was. So I, I uh yeah wow. I, I heard that. So maybe maybe next home game there'll be a review that comes up for it.
1: Yeah, I can't. <laughs> and, uh, I don't. I don't know who runs that account at all. No,
0: no, no we'd we'll never know who runs that account. So, um, but you see, you see, Donnie there. He said they had a nice uh, Lazio kit there in the thing there. So uh, I mean, pretty, pretty Lazio
1: nice. I don't know if that you know equals the same thing. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, they've, like, no, they've I, like started I, I, this cult, man. It's like, "Oh, do you like Lazio? <laughs> like why would you like
0: that team?" I don't know. I'm just going to keep saying Lazio until you just it's like Stockholm syndrome, man. You're just going to just going to eventually cave in. You and Corey. I'm just going to keep saying Lazio, Lazio, wow. Lazio, you know.
1: Just, it's kind of like out a know, principle, principle now I'm not going to do it. <laughs>
0: principal that's good that's good so no there's some comments here i know savannah just said like you know appreciate y'all's hard work at the tailgates i mean big kudos to you swift chico chris Harmon, everyone that's involved um i i, I there's people that run the merch tent like ashley um like there there was so many people that volunteer and help do that stuff um i don't i don't miss doing that but i also appreciate how much uh how much you guys have put in your own personal time and it's only game one so you got like 17 to go yeah so
1: Yeah. Big, big, big (laughs) shout out to Ashley Rosales who ran our, our merch tent. It's a, it's a ton of work. Um, You have to get there early and just deal with all those people and try to be as quick as possible. So big shout out to her and yeah, big shout out to everybody that does tailgate, not just for MCC, but every, all the groups, not only do they do their normal day job and like all this stuff and other supporter, you know, group stuff, they, they're on game days doing all this extra work. It's, it's, it's a ton, so uh
0: yeah.
1: but but before we go to a next topic, I because I'm going to forget, and I do not want to forget, <laughs> and I cannot believe we haven't talked about this yet. I want to bring up a pretty serious matter. Um, I don't know how to say it. But, but you guys both were in bands and I didn't know it. And I want to <laughs> discuss it right now. Okay. I want to talk I want to talk about <laughs> I, one I, didn't, I did not know either one of you were musicians. And I, I want to talk about think, your band name. I think musician and having my name next to that word is a yeah. very no. loose affiliation there.
2: <laughs> Let's not stretch it what we were. We were in bands. That's accurate. I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't goes. go so far as to say musicians.
1: <laughs> so, David, state the name of your former band.
0: <laughs> um, so... I'm gonna give context before it because it's really important. No, 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 no. I, I want you. I want you to, to say the. It.
1: I want you to say the name first, and then you can add some context. It. But say the name first. Let's hear it. I hate this so much.
0: Um, it was called. <laughs> can not even say it without that laughing. Um, dysfunctional fire, but it was spelt with an F-U-N-K because we were a funk rock band. So um, that is that is what we follow just need Dysfunctional follow
1: up question. What the, what the hell is dysfunctional fire? Fuck if I know, man. I don't know. We were 18 who, years old. Who, who came who came up with the name? That's what I want to know. Legit,
0: I have no idea. I can't remember. I just remember thinking how cool it was that we spelt it with F U N K in the middle of it. And I was like, Yeah, this is this is gonna really catch on because it tells the mm-hmm. people what they're about to experience. It gets the people going. And then, the going. <laughs> then it did, okay. then it did not. <laughs>
1: so you were you were a funk band what did what did you play uh in the band donny uh in the
0: band i was a drummer slash backup of vocals (laughs) is
1: this is this when you had frosted tips or is this like this this was luckily after
0: i had frosted tips but i had my ears pierced with some luckily
1: luckily after Uh, he had frosted tips and then he was in a (laughs) funk band okay All right, and and I had
0: gauged earrings too. Yeah, for a little bit, that was good too.
1: Yeah, that's not that's not a shock. Uh, Corey, what was the name of your band and what what instrument did you play? Mine's not nearly as embarrassing, which is really good. Uh,
2: My my band was called uh, Blind Pilot, which there is a Blind Pilot who's actually like successful. That's not that's not us. They came after us. (laughs) I've considered suing for the naming, right? But it's fine. Should uh, there's a blind pilot. If you Google blind pilot, you're going to find one that plays good
0: music. I like them. I have some of their CDs. It's great. That wasn't us. So, so Corey, uh, before you dive in further, is this yeah. a I, I'm sure you're a fan of this because it seems like you're the type of person Ben Folds. You know who that is, right? And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. OK, I love ben Folds. so there's there's a song called Army, right? Where he talks about the band, yep. uh, you know, fell apart in May, but then reformed with Adam in June. Was this what this was blind pilot? you know, crashed and burned. And then the next (laughs) month they reformed without you became successful.
2: No, 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 no. Unfortunately, I don't know any of these people. Um, (laughs) I do remember the moment that I was driving the car with and listening to the radio and seeing the name Blind Pilot pop up on the radio and be like, what the and that wasn't us. It was just very, very confusing moment. But to answer the question, um, that's a great Ben Folds reference, by the way, I'm a huge Ben Folds fan. Thank you. Yeah, Um, uh, I played guitar and i sang most of the songs which will tell you a lot about the rest of the vocal ability of the rest of the group because i cannot sing i am a terrible singer and i was the lead vocalist like that it wasn't a it wasn't a great start i mean we had some we 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 played some good songs uh but this is like high school early college age we were a three-piece guitar bass drums uh nice and like so in carrie i grew up in carrie um and it's one of those things where this is—I feel like this is a suburbia uh, phenomenon where, like, all the bands are metal bands. It's like there's some mm-hmm. angsty suburban <laughs> kids, right? So all the bands were metal bands, and we were like a weird, goofy, like, kind of like not funk rock, like, and we're not quite to the to the dysfunctional fire level, but <laughs> more like. Just, uh, just kind of fun, more like lighthearted rock and roll. I would say is what we what we did. So and tenacious. So D? when we, were, you, were you tenacious? No, D? No, 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 no. Don't give us that much credit. <laughs> uh, we weren't like a joke band. We just weren't playing like death metal like Got everyone it. else. Got was. It. So you'd go play these like you know showcases or battle of the bands. And everybody else is coming out just like screaming, <laughs> yep. screaming guttural and, noises, yep. and we get out there like some jangly guitars and are just grooving around. It was a weird, it was a weird vibe, but it was fun. We had a good time.
1: Um, I don't so I Matt, don't even know how to I no, I don't even know how to segue. Uh but we are twenty. Well, I will say this and, and we are just <laughs> we so <laughs> just to just to end <laughs> this segment here, real quick.
0: I've got a photo of my band. Corey has a photo of him and his band. We will tweet those out uh after this <laughs> podcast gets uploaded tomorrow at some point. So but yeah, we'll, and they're we'll, from they're from like 2005. So they're super <clears throat> low res, like it's terrible like, photos. <laughs> so you know, like a, can, a Canon Elf digital camera with like 4.5 megapixel. Yeah, that's that's right.
2: <laughs> math I rock is it. probably the clo- so we have this comment that says Corey was like a math rock kind of guy. That's probably the closest thing you can call us. We were we were definitely it's like more who is who is Dino
1: X Machina? Who is that? I don't know. <laughs>
2: Do I need to edit like the first 25 minutes of this off when we put it in the podcast feed? Because people can be very confused when they try to listen to this podcast.
1: Nah, and they're like, where's the soccer nah, talk nah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think we've probably lost half the listen. That's okay, man. Uh but yeah, let's let's fun, do right? talk we're having, yeah. good,
2: we're having a good day.
1: Yeah. yeah. Let's do talk about Shirty. <laughs> Just, vibes, Just <laughs> end the game. Uh, I'm sure we will derail again. <laughs> but that's amazing. um
0: i've got something to derail later this app this, this show too but it's going to be a new uh new segment i'm going to pilot without swift's permission but i'll do that later so go ahead swift here sorry
1: <laughs> well let's well let's talk about let's talk about the game um but i want to talk about we, we we discussed this on soccer and coffee let's start with it's becca becca is dino ex machina okay uh <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh let's talk about the the video that uh QC Royals was asking about oh. for us to explain. Spooky okay. Queen I'm gonna I'm gonna have to watch it like four more times to fully grasp what the hell's going on in that thing. I, I, I don't I, know I love what's it. happening.
2: Wait, have you known what's going on in the other videos? because no. like, I just <laughs> never know what's going on in any of them. Yeah,
1: sorta like but like this one, I was like, all right, I know we gotta talk about this on the show because we got a question about it. I'm like, wait a minute, I what is going on, man? But um what did you guys think? Do you yeah. love do you do you love that they they've kept doing these videos? So I love it. And there was a part that I missed because,
0: like, and we'll get to the Tifo talk in just a second, because I was holding up this like the Tifo thing or something like that, and I missed part of it. Mm-hmm. But there was a actual night on the field. Did you guys see that? It had a torch in its yeah. hand and it was mm-hmm. like yeah, hey. on the field lighting yeah. something. And I was like, This is amazing. It's going from video to live action, and I need more of this in my life. So yeah, um, I'm hoping they continue to do that. But yet yeah, I love it, but I'm also just confused beyond belief about what's happening. And, you know, Spooky Queen is making her third appearance this year, so.
2: And and I assume that most everyone is confused about it. And I appreciate that everyone's confused about it, but like the team is leaning hard into it. Like we don't care. We're gonna, we're just going to keep upping the level of how ridiculous these videos can be. It's now like a fever dream, beach, guys.
0: Like follow us. We're going with it. Yeah. it's just it's like not sense. Z Quill and then went to bed yeah. after. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like a lot of the people who are around me, like when they sit around me, you know, if they bring someone who's never been to the match before, like even midway through the season, they're like. You gotta watch the video. It's out of control. Like, and they just—it's <laughs> just a fun kind of like. Does it make sense? Maybe, maybe to them. I don't know if it's even meant to make sense, but it's just like it's a fun thing, and I'm glad they've kind of kept building on it each year and making, making a new one. I did like the the addition of the on field knight um, being out there as
0: well. Too that was pretty cool. So I'm, I, I'm all for yeah. it. I sent a message in the Slack that what they need to do randomly in the middle of the season. Don't tell anyone this. Is have Jim Carrey dress up as the knight from like Cable Guy. Or, yeah, cable guy, the movie from the nineties and have him come out with the torch and just rip off the helmet. And just, I'm just derailing the show completely today, but I, that's what I really <laughs> would hope to see. Just pure chaos. Oh. Please. That'd be great.
1: Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so the video was awesome. <laughs> yeah. For those that miss it, there was a, a guy dressed up as a knight on the field with the, with the flame. Uh, I see some of the comments, but like what night, what, what's going on? Um, but um no. I, I said we promised we are going to talk about Charlotte C, but i'm uh, we're actually going to talk about something else so there there was there was supposed to be a tifo <laughs> there was supposed to be uh there were uh what the the cards or whatever the blue and black uh yep. cars that were supposed to hold up the wind derailed everything so no tifo uh, a lot of the cards blew away so we couldn't properly um, execute what we were doing so uh, yeah, just like in like first game, just like the tailgate and the end game stuff and festivities, like first game is always just insane. So not everything came off perfectly, but, uh, I do want to talk about some, some of these traditions and everything, David, with you, because you're, you've been kind of a part of it. Um, one of the, one of the things we added was Brainstew, uh, and I'd like for you to maybe kind of explain, how that came about what it is why we're doing it and um yeah i i've, I've seen some people want to give some feedback so i just want to give you an opportunity to kind of discuss like what it is and why we're doing it <laughs>
0: um <clears throat> so yeah so it's a it is a second half tradition that the team has uh, started as of saturday uh, to try to kick off and pump up the crowd before the kickoff in the second half right um when you look at the game. And it's taken us three years to get to this point. But if you look at the very beginning of the kickoff, you had the Peppas positive Poznan kind of jump up and down moment where it surrounds the whole stadium. Now, like, it's amazing. See that it took three years to get to that, right? Right. Um, so, right. you know, last year, I was a lot more involved in the chant work behind the scenes. I'm not anymore this year. But last year, I was really into that, that scene and helping out. And we, we were working on an idea of like, what could be that second half moment? to get the crowd pumped back up, get energy really high, right when the second half starts. So that way, if we're potentially, you know, tied, or if we're losing, it kind of motivates the team and gets the stadium back into it, or if we're winning, just feeds off the energy and keeps the crowd pumped up and going, right. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, we, we were just researching ideas, bouncing ideas off each other, workshopping it. Um, you know, Sean, who's the chief fan officer. Was working with some of the supporters about what we can and can't do and like what's possible and those kind of things and we were talking and i think one of the things that he shared because he's a you're going to love this reference swift uh he's a lazio fan just in case you're unfamiliar uh but (laughs) he uh one of the things they do uh in lazio was that they actually had someone uh kind of kick off their game with a guitar riff to kind of like start the match right and this was even before nashville did it uh in mls like what three or four years ago And uh, so we're like, okay, that's kind of cool, like just kind of an idea. And, you know, we started, you know, thinking of different ideas. All of a sudden we started listening to different music, making chants. I think Terry Hines was one of the main people that helped kind of write the chant. And um, we were like, well, what about this just as a chant? And then we're like, well, what if we do this the second half with like a guitarist on the capo stand and like just pumping up the crowd from that? We're like, that's really cool, but I highly doubt that that's be possible. Um, So it took. Second half of last season, working with ops behind the scenes during the off season, working with the supporter group council, working with their leadership, all the different supporter groups, getting their feedback, their input, their buy in, and um, and it really just kind of took off from there. And so um, it's it's interesting that you know the first well I'll I'll backtrack. I've been like spamming it just in case people aren't aware on my social media accounts uh, for like six months now, and um, you know just trying to get the word out there because it takes time and effort and. Um, mm-hmm. anything that's new, it's going to not be perfect at the very beginning. Right. And so the more people that are aware of it, the more people that know about it, that's going to be a benefit to it. So I've just been spamming it nonstop, especially the past like two months. Um, yeah. and you know, it's now going into it and it's the first time that ever happened. We had Ryan Bailey, who is a Charlotte FC supporter. Uh, he's from the total soccer show, uh, does a lot of online, you know, work with different soccer um organizations and news organizations and he plays guitar ironically so we reached out we're like hey we know you're a supporter of the club and i you live in charlotte now again would you be interested in playing this guitar riff uh, in front of 62,000 fans and leading supporters in this chant and um he was like i'm nervous but hell yeah i would (laughs) so uh Mm -hmm. then he was able to do it now the cool thing is is that um each week we're gonna have a different supporter uh, leading this, so it's not always gonna be Ryan Bailey. It's gonna be different supporters from different supporter groups. Um, I think we've already got it scheduled out all the way to May or June with different people each game um, leading it. So that's that's me. The really cool thing is that each person has their own guitar and each person has their own flair or what they want to do to kind of play that song. Um, and the idea is just to get the crowd pumped back up and get energy into the stadium because you know, I, I mean, I was even guilty of it after the after halftime. It's like. Go get a beer go to hit the restroom come back and sure. you know you're kind of like oh okay what's about to happen and you know kickoff starts okay cool where's the energy idea is to build the energy back up right um so there's there's been yeah. a lot of suggestions a lot of feedback since uh since it happened on saturday which is a natural thing that um, people have opinions people have thoughts people want to share feedback which is great uh you know I, for me i'm not the one that creates it i'm not the one that does it so it's you know i'm just sharing the ideas out there as much as possible but um, if the team are, Supporters want to tweak it and change it. That's up to them. That's great if they do. Uh, if they don't, hopefully we stick with it and keep doing it each week to kind of build off of it. But I think the beginning part where it's da C, da L, da T, and then just builds off of that. I think that's going to be the easiest part that's first going to get picked up from fans because um, it kind of gets their buy-in and sure. it's really simple, right? But but yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been fun to kind of see that come to life. It was really kind of a surreal moment to be like, well, this is an idea we pitched back in august and here we are in february and it's coming to life so uh hopefully we stick with it and people buy into it and have fun with it and get excited about it
1: yeah and it, it's interesting too what what i think people need to realize is that we already have 10 guitarists ready and if we make any changes at all like it it takes it does take time um because it has to go through the supporter council and there's like 20 other things that we're trying to get fixed, you know, or, or work on. So it can't just be switched super quickly. So if you do give feedback and you feel like you're not being listened to or, or whatever the case is one, one, I would say, come out to the chant practice. That would be most helpful and most impactful. Um, but yeah, it it just takes time to get these things implemented. Um, if you, if you read the, the lyrics, it all makes sense. Um, I've seen some tweaks and some thoughts. I'm like, no, it it, it makes sense yeah. the lyrics if you if you actually read them. Um, but again, like, yeah, if you if people have ideas and everything, come out to the tifo painting. Come out to the chant practice. I know not everybody can. You're not around here, but um, yeah, that's that's going to be the most impactful is as, as going there and, <clears throat> and doing that. Hey, Corey. Can you put that comment back up from from rain
0: for just a second, because here's this is my pipe dream or like this is my fever dream, kind of like the weird Charlotte spooky queen moment would be is that if we could somehow get this moment to be big enough over the next four or five months that Green Day and Billy Joe actually notice this, how awesome would it be to be like, billy Joe's to come out there and lead that on guitar at halftime before the show on the 26th right like that would be yeah. fucking amazing sorry for my language but like i would love for that to happen so if if we need if we want that to happen we need this to blow up over the next two months so spread
1: the word as much as possible yeah that'd be pretty epic to do that yeah um let's let's talk about some other uh in-game changes and everything we have a new song at the end of end of the game that uh i've got to say especially my section everybody loved um but what other changes david uh, did we see game day night that that you saw that maybe you've worked on or or helped out on oh yeah, yeah I thought so,
0: so th- another cool thing that, that i saw and uh, i was i'm not saying i'm creating or was part of it i was just there at the chant practices i got to see it be practiced and workshopped in person it was awesome to see that right and so one of the things they, they tried like two weeks ago was one of the new chants was i'm blue which is off of the amazing eiffel 65 uh i'm blue song from the 90s again you're, you're noticing a trend right is that i think it's all of people our age and reminiscing of the 90s but um yeah so there's a chant based <laughs> off of that that song and it's really simple it's like i'm blue clt till i die right and it's just that over and over and over right but the cool thing was is that there were some supporters from i think like blue furia and um, i can't remember if they were from south charlotte or norcas yeah. or if you i can't remember what support group they're from um but there's a saxophone player and a trumpet and they got to be right yeah. there at the 75th yeah. minute and it's it's i don't want say scheduled but it's there to always happen on the 75th minute unless there's like some craziness like a goal gets scored or something like that and they're going to come up there and yeah. I, they actually play the tune of that song and that chant they kind of kick it off and then voices pick up and they do it like once or twice and then the drums will kick in and it just keeps going and going and going and it kind of builds up from there so first time ever doing yeah. that as well we, just like the brains do thing I was really cool to kind of see as well
1: yeah we're, we're gonna have to work on that a little bit because it was hard to hear uh, the, the i think the win was a it huge was. factor uh Saturday night, you know, the Tifo, the cards, uh and then like it was I I I said in 343 which is in the middle of the field. Um I couldn't hear the trumpets. I, I was excited and and ready for it. So we're going to have to maybe tweak that, either add more trumpets. I don't know if we can mic things. Don Garber was in the house that night, so uh I think the team was a little hesitant to break break rules uh, that night, uh but he's not going to be there every <laughs> weekend, so who knows. Um <clears throat> So we're, we'll have to figure out ways to do that, too. And another thing that's uh, it's, um, you know, like Becca, who's who's on the in the chat here. Uh, she does a good job behind the scenes in the support council, along with all the other presidents and vice presidents of support groups of of coordinating that and voting on it and working with the other groups to get this all together. Uh, but again, it, it's just one time and like we've said, it's, it's taken three years for the whole entire stadium to get behind something. Um, so it's just repetition and just hopefully everybody will be patient and not, you know, putting the kibosh on something just because it didn't work the the first time. And, uh, we'll have to tweak things and, and see how it's going. But, uh, I I think it'd be cool. I I think the horns could be a cool addition, uh, if done right. I, I think the fans will like it. Um, we just got to figure out a way to make that, to make that louder. Um, but yeah, I think I think yeah. the wind had yeah. a lot of factor. Also, froze my absolute butt off Saturday night. But yeah, <laughs> you gotta join me on the drums, man. That keeps you warm
0: real quick with banging those drums. Like I didn't really feel any of the cold second half. I'm still waiting for you to that, join me in the supporter section. Swift is what it is.
1: You know, I, I'll let you young bucks handle handle that. <laughs> um, let you be. I think I had more drums than you, Swift. Chat. Just just saying. <laughs> I you know I. I'm just saying that I'm older and I just want to sit in the middle field, (laughs) but so, all right, guys, any, anything else from like in, in game festivities, anything new that we want to talk about before we actually talk about the victory? What, what was the, so, so 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 at the,
0: at the end of the game,
1: what song played, because
0: I'll be honest with you, I was on the drums and the drums were being banged and played. So. What what was the song that they play at the end of the game to kind of encourage people to sing? Because I know they're trying to, I guess, pick that up off the ground at the end. Of, do you know what
1: song that was? Are you talking about Queen or are you talking about Whitney Houston? Whitney Houston, sir. Yeah. I want you to sing it.
0: No, I am not going to sing it. You're in a band. i want to dance with somebody. <laughs>
1: 20, 20 years ago, but I was hoping yeah. you'd give it a go, but uh, yeah. All right. No, I, I, thought, I thought it was cool, and like and like I said, everybody I, I can around only do me was nurse, really into impressions. Uh, um, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You guys want to talk about Charlotte FC and, and the victory now? <laughs> Maybe.
2: Man, at this point, I feel like we should just go out like a full hour and a half and never talk about the game. Like the actual we just
0: field. no, no. So the jokes on the fans here because we just keep <laughs> teasing that we're gonna talk about the game and then we'll just never talk about the game. I think it's great. Never talk about
2: it. I'm gonna have to put something in the episode description. It's like if you want to just hear us talk about what happened on the field, skip to <laughs> minute forty
0: five. There you go. That'd Absolutely. Thanks <laughs> if you're, for, yeah, if you're down for a, watching this live.
2: Yeah. If you're down for a good time, you can listen to the whole thing. But if you usually want the soccer talk, you got to skip it up to a minute 45 and then we'll get into it a little bit. But yeah, yeah. I think it's time to maybe uh, transition to some talk about the actual match itself.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. So Charlotte FC wins the home opener one to nothing against NYCFC. FC. Uh, it was a great match. Uh, definitely want to get both your thoughts on uh, how we played the style of play, who was your man of the match, and everything like that. Um, I think we saw Saturday a real shift in how we're going to play. I do think, again, the win was a little bit of a factor and you know, kind of launching those balls forward. I'm very interested to see in these next couple games how that really comes about. I was so impressed with the way our defense played. Um, just the 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 way we were covering each other, the way that Milanda was not left on an island back there. I thought Yuri played uh, amazingly. Uh, Milanda again. If you look at his his stats for that game, he was absolutely phenomenal. Um, so big kudos to him. I just I, I thought the whole back line played great, but the. I think what really helped was that double that double pivot pivot in the middle. You had Westwood and you had Urso, who who also had an incredible game, and big kudos to him for like just literally getting signed, coming into a new team, and having to start and just had that bite in the middle. Uh, it was just really impressive. But Corey, David, what were your thoughts on the on the game as we kind of talk about specifics and everything like that? What were your overall thoughts?
0: So yeah, I um I noticed in the first five minutes or so the difference in the way that the team was playing on the field positions um, and really tactics. Right, um, one noticeable thing was is that we weren't trying to pinch in and play through the middle and congest the middle as much. Uh, you weren't having, you know, Nathan Byrne or um, Yuri trying to pinch inward and be basically a double six at the same time as Ashley Westwood, right? Um, you saw more wing play, you saw Tavares and you saw uh, Vargas being more aggressive, you saw overlapping runs from the right back and the left back with the wings, you saw a few more set pieces and it seems like things were more planned on corner kicks and free kicks. And it was so refreshing to see that because like, it, you don't realize it's basically almost the same roster as last year, except for a few things here and there, right? You still have Enzo mm-hmm. Capetti up top. Yes, we don't have Carol Swiderski. We don't have Camille Uzviak, but we have Karam Vargas, Ashley Westwood. The back line is the exact same back line that we lost five to two in the playoffs against Red Bulls. Same goalkeeper. Um, you have everybody still still there, right? And yep. now you've actually promoted Crown Legacy players, which weren't supposed to be upgrades, right? Um, they were. Supposed to be just no-name player signings that people were pissed off about, right? And here we are playing a better and more um, pleasing to the eye style of play already in the first five minutes on the field, and that was like just amazing to see. For one, and then um, yeah, kudos to players like you know Junior, like you said that. I mean, but I know people give shit to the team and be like, oh, we're signing another thirty-plus year old midfielder. But he's got MLS experience and knows how to play in the league and knows systems and plays and things like that, right? And it's not like he didn't didn't play like
1: an old man Saturday. No,
0: no, and that's what I mean. It's like, so trust me. Do I want him to be playing and starting every single minute of every single match for the rest of the year? Probably not. He'll he'll just get burnt out and his legs will probably go out. But being able to have depth like that and elevate the depth that we have compared to relying on. Grant, Ashley, and Carol was our starting midfield for 90 minutes every match and then hoping that you know someone will come on the pitch like a Ben Bender and make a difference at midfield hopefully. Now you actually have depth and pieces where you can put them on and be like yeah, I know the quality of play is going to keep going so I know I rambled there for a minute but I was really excited for the style of play just from Dean Smith overall but how, how about you, Corey?
2: Yeah, no, I agree. A, a couple things I'll I'll throw out there is um, I know we talked so much about the lack of signings and the lack of of the players, and and looking at the roster. But I, I we were in our in our text there. Like when I actually saw the lineup, I saw those names. And I'm like, I I feel good about this group. Like that's a that's a a solid starting group. Now we still need to go out and and use those DP spots. We need to make some big signings. That's fine. But I didn't feel bad about where we are as a roster right now. And then again, like to your point, David, seeing. The style of play. I mean, it was just a stark difference from the jump of how that team looked on the field, how they were organized, the way they were passing, the way they were moving, the way they were defending. It just was night and day to what we've seen recently. And it's just one game, you know, who knows what happens going down the next few weeks. I hope it continues like that, but it was, it was just, it was refreshing to see, see that and see the way the team, the team played together. Uh, for, for most of the match, I felt, I felt really good about it. And yeah, just, it just, it, it, seems like a, a, a different, the leadership change has made a huge difference in it. And and I felt good about, good about the way things look. And I, and I love that the, you know, I hope again, I, so, I hope you still bring in some of those big signings, but I like seeing the young guys, those crown legacy guys coming up and, and playing and being able to make an impact and being, be having those opportunities. I think that was, that was really nice too. So yeah, overall I was. And that's what I said, even during preseason, like even watching the preseason matches, I don't care about the score. I care about how the team plays and I could I could yep. immediately watch in some of those matches in, matches in uh, California. Just the way the team worked together and played was totally different than last year. And that was that was really nice to see. So again, we kind of talked about this. I feel like some last year is like, you know, what could that talent of that roster do under a different manager? And we're not seeing the exact same roster. We're seeing a lot of the same players. And, and, and the difference was was pretty huge, I thought.
1: Yeah, this season, we're not going to have as much possession as we did last season. Uh, I, I think we can all agree. We, we had the ball a lot and uh, we always said that uh, we're dicking around with the ball in the back. Uh, we're just not going to do that this season. Uh, we're going to try to launch those yeah. balls forward. Whether that be to Capetti or uh, Agamain, both are going to have a little different style. But I I think you saw we were trying to get the ball a little more over the top and let Capetti like disrupt some things. That way, our midfield can push up into good spots. Uh, And I think that worked. Again, the wind was a little bit of a factor; it was knocking some of those balls down. But overall, I think it's a it's a good plan. And you know, we mix it up more than just you know playing it around in the back, letting the defense set up in front of us. I think this year you're going to see us catch more, more teams on the break. Uh, we have a lot of speed. Uh, you know, I, I really hope everybody sees how talented Yuri Tavares is and how dangerous he can be. He He's still young, raw. It was his first game, but you see why Dean Smith likes him. You see why he got promoted. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, we've said it on the show a couple of times, like we didn't go out and overseas and sign someone. We basically signed this dude last year, uh, let him develop a season, did great, led Crown Legacy in scoring, moving up. That's exactly what this is supposed to be about. And it's a beautiful thing and it's powerful. And hopefully we can keep turning players out like that, getting them promoted so we're not having to go out and overspin and do all these things. But how damn exciting is it? that we have a solid a solid team and we can still go out and get a few more dps to bolster right. the squad that's huge that's exciting yep now now on this on this road trip we may not win we may drop some points but i think style wise uh, the having the ball with purpose playing with purpose i i think we're off to a very good start I'm hoping people are less apprehensive now and getting excited about what we have. Uh, yeah, Orso was amazing. Um, Tavares was amazing. So it's just it's incredible. Uh, but we could talk to, uh, like some specifics about the game. Um, who was is, who is your man of the match, Corey? Oh, hold on one second. I know we do this every. Oh, show, oh but yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about Greg's profile
0: picture here on his on his account here. <laughs> Again, very stylish hiking. Like who took the photo? Right, that's
1: what I'm saying. People got some National Geographic. I think this is like
2: this is like I I imagine this is an alone situation, which is a very niche reference for nobody who's ever ever watched the show alone. But I'm imagining him setting up the tripod far in advance and then walking back about thirty yards and then walking forward
0: to film it and take the photo. Right,
2: like film yourself kind of deal. I like this. But no, like yeah, it's comment
1: it, is just I, spot on, by the way. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I, I just have to I have to bring this up. I just wanted to stop stop that and see that. But um, he says, Urso, Well, sorry, I just pulled it back down. But he said, Urso had the best pass of the match to set up Vargas for our best yep. opportunity besides the goal. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's huge. And it, trust me, I think Urso, I, I think he had some highs and lows in this game, especially for someone that's never played in MLS. This was his first debut game for the first team um you know i think he uh he had some really high points and he had some moments here and there where he maybe lost space a little bit or lost possession or you know did things like that but i think overall was very like i was very pleased to see the quality of play that he had for his very first match for the club
2: yeah and I know you yeah, asked me it, the question, so it, I'll jump in and answer. The, like man of the match, I mean, I'll I'll take the obvious answer. I yeah, think yeah. to me is which is Milanda, who was obviously chosen that. But I'll throw up the, the comment here. He was named from for sure. the best eleven MLS and several other things. I mean, I think beyond the goal, obviously, which it took me a long time to figure out who the heck scored that goal from the other side yeah. of the stadium. <laughs> but um, but beyond the goal, I just think like one of the things that impressed me the most, and people around me who we were talking was just the organization of the defense and the way the defense played in that match. And I think he was, he was a big part of that as well, too. So I was really impressed with Melanda, who I've been impressed with before. You kind of can go hot and cold sometimes, but I thought he was really, really strong in this match and obviously got the goal, which was a big, you know, big opportunity to be there, but I thought he yeah. had a really nice match.
1: David, what about you? Who was, who was like, kind of like your man of the match? So I'm
0: going to go with someone different. I, I, I agree. I think Milanda is the man of the match. I just want to bring up somebody different. So we're all three of us aren't sitting here. Sweating. Melanda, Melanda, Melanda. Uh, so i Milanda, Milana, Milana, Milana. So Milanda was the man of the match. But I am gonna say another player that was really impressive for me um, and that I thought played pretty well um, for the most part. Um, I really liked Yuri uh, there at left back. I thought he played very solid. Uh, he mm-hmm. made some really good overlapping runs. He also has to make sure he's keeping an eye on someone like Tavares, who is a rookie, first time playing in MLS with this team. And he's having to make sure that he's keeping in space. He's having to have good communication with him. Um, I don't know if you watched uh, the the video that the team posted earlier today where it was like that pregame, the first three minutes before kickoff. And obviously him and Tavares were like, you know, dapping each other up, talking already with each other. So, you know, that communication, that relationship's already forming and bonding there, which is super important because they have to trust that non-verbally that they can make runs and they are reading each other's mind before they are going to do what they have to do, which I think is huge. Um, and it was also nice not having to see them pinch inward to a VS6 and just leave up the backside yeah. of the field open constantly. So thought he played very well.
2: Imagine that.
1: Know, imagine-, imagine that. Yeah. Look <laughs> at us. Who would have thought <laughs> <laughs> I, I, f- I feel like the camaraderie on the field was very apparent Saturday. There were a lot of high fives and uh, I saw Westwood and Urso a lot of times like giving each other high five. And, and, but yeah, Yuri, for me, he's he's one of my favorite players. I keep saying that and like, I think in the second half they were going down his side quite a bit. Um, and he was, he was yep. having to put in a ton of work. Uh, I just thought he was, he was solid, but, um. You know, I, I think defend the queen in the comments mentioned uh Privet. Um I think I think Privet played pretty well. Um there were a couple times if I, I and I went back and looked, he was out of position a little bit, but I say I say this all with a big but, and I cannot lie. Um so <laughs> Privet <laughs> Privet is one still playing out of position. He's he's not a natural center back, right? So big kudos to him. And and again, he's starting this year. And again, last year he played a different type of role where he was moving up more into the midfield. And I still think there's a little bit of a tendency there to do that. And I think he was out of position a little bit. I know Urso had to bail him out twice that I that I remember and Yuri had to bail him out a couple of times. But well, he, he built himself out to, there at
0: one point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, and so look, I'm not, I'm not saying he didn't play well because he did. Uh, he's been consistent, uh, big kudos to him for like stepping into that role and like really making it his own. Um, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very proud of his performance. Uh, I, and I think he'll just get better. It's going to be interesting when we maybe sign someone else or Bill to comes back. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's his position to, to lose at this point. Um, and also to, uh, while I'm out guys, like if you have any questions about anything, throw them in here and keep popping them up. And I know we got some yep. pre questions too. If, if you guys want to like look so, through those two and we could talk more about that, more about yeah. the game.
0: So I know you mentioned Privet just to kind of have this conversation here a little bit, because uh, I was in that Dean Smith presser uh, earlier in the preseason where he, he mentioned Privet specifically like, Hey, like he, Hey, he's, he's a solid player. He's obviously, I see him more as a six than I do as a center back um you know he's he could win the he could do a little bit more and work on his verticality and winning the aerial balls um from time to time okay. but like he's a solid player and i know bill had a, a knock or like a, a little like you know thing come up where he, he couldn't play
1: um for us he, he was actually a last minute scratch by the way he was supposed to be on the bench interesting yeah so so do you think if you're if you're
0: like dean heading into this match this weekend do you stick with privet just because of chemistry and consistency or do you switch bill in there and kind of, or even a Pedro coming in there and kind of making a start here this next week or two.
1: What's interesting. He played Pedro in a different, different role when he subbed him Mm -hmm. in. Um, so we'll see how that all shakes out. I I think I would probably go with Privet one more time. I I don't know what training is going to be like this week. So maybe bill impresses and, He wins it out. But um, I think you kind of go with what you have, especially for this next game, and then see. I think that's what I would do. Yeah, and and uh, kudos to
0: Privet. I mean, I I think he's been fairly solid for a... I mean, he was a super draft pick, like, coming in and playing at a position. And, like, that's it's pretty... I don't want to say rare, but, like, you don't usually see that coming into this league that often. And so, you know, kudos to him for doing that. I think it's a pretty big, you know shout to the scouting team and the, the front office for finding a player like that that can fit into that mold and make an impact already
1: hey, yeah. let's give a shout out to the scouting team and front office for their super draft picks in general um yeah. and, and ground legacy yeah. uh selection so uh it's paid dividends usually super draft folks they fall by the wayside a lot of the times uh but we've we've really done well I'm i'm eager to see what tiger smalls can can do as well too
0: well, I mean think we got? Yeah. I mean, we, we even got players like Diop who haven't really seen yet, or you know what's potentially there. We've got Patrick Agame who's going to come in this season from you know that mm-hmm. knock earlier. Brian Cambridge when he or Cambridge when he comes back, um, Brandon Cambridge, mm-hmm. sorry, uh, when he comes back from injury, um, you're, you're going to have depth again coming in, and then we still, and that's not including the two DPs that Corey mentioned earlier in the show, right? So yeah. right. imagine adding two DPs and then having these players come in and be healthy. The depth that we're going to have, I think, yeah. is going to be huge.
1: Yeah, that's ex- it's very
0: exciting, man.
2: Yep. Do we want to dive into since we're almost an hour into the show? We got some questions to work through. We want to use those to get through the rest yeah. of let's the conversation about, yeah, the, about yeah. the match. I, I, I have a feeling uh, this, this is going to
1: be a two-hour episode. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, we'll yeah, no, <laughs> no, <me> say that
2: <laughs> our wives our will not be happy, but no. uh let's keep going. So. I'm gonna pull up this one first. Uh, it's not a question, but yeah. uh, it's Becca, I believe. This is Becca, right? This is Dino? I th- yeah, um, I think we've,
1: we've clarified. Don't it don't, don't say the that? gonna get mad.
2: Don't do
0: that. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but she she said we have to talk about the Enzo with which yeah. we haven't talked about, and I think we'd be talking about more had this game ended differently. But boy, was yeah. that that was something. That,
0: yeah. That, can we just end the conversation there and just say, "Boy, that was something." Boy, that was something.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I'll say. I feel like it's. Go, go, go ahead. Swiss. Go ahead. I was gonna say, like on the on the night he didn't get a lot of service, he didn't have a lot of opportunities to get shots off, everything like that. So, and he was working his butt off. The thing is like you may not get a lot of chances in games, and that was a pretty bad miss um and and it sucks because overall i thought i thought he played well work rate is always yeah. high uh, i think he was able to pull some defenders out of out of some spaces to open up things out wide for us but yeah yeah that those types of misses can bite you in the butt later
0: so i yeah, I don't want to rag on go, go ahead, go ahead i was it. just say so like i, I yeah i don't want to like i was probably gonna maybe just see what you're gonna say but i, I don't want to beat up on him too much here but like i will say this that Enzo that whiffed on that. If he did that last year at this time, it would have derailed his entire game. It would have like mentally just mm-hmm. blocked him. He would have been so frustrated yep. him throwing his arms up, flopping, et cetera. So big kudos to him for changing his mentality and uh, adjustment to the league already in the first game of the season and coming yeah. in and being like, all right, cool. It is hey, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, there's been moments where he put his hands up and he's like, all right, whatever, but he didn't let it derail his game. And he didn't let it yeah. boil over into a stupid yellow or a penalty that yeah. cost the team later on. So, you know, yes, it sucks that he just completely whiffed. Like, that seems like something I would do in pickup game on Sunday. But, like, it's it sucks. But, like, he made a great run. It was a great sequence of yeah. play. And yeah. 9 out of 10 times, I bet you he's going to put some contact on that ball.
2: Sure. Yeah. The only thing I was going to add, I totally agree with you. I think the mentality of him, and, again, the mentality of the whole team, Feels very different. Like it's just the the way the the body language and the communication and the interactions the team feels very different. So That's a whole other thing. One thing I was going to add was, in my memory, this is not the first time we've seen Capetti completely whiff shots like this, which yeah. worries me a little bit. Like he's done this a couple of times at least. Like you can't whiff on this many great chances. So hopefully, I mean, I'm still optimistic that we see the Capetti we hoped we were going to get next year last year when we got him i still hope that's gonna that's gonna come but it wasn't a great start to see him just just completely whiff on that that miss it but otherwise I was, I was happy with how he played i wasn't i wasn't i don't want to yeah. rag him too much like you're saying david I, I was
0: i was mostly happy with it but that was that was tough did you did you um i, I just go referencing that just the chances there remember the, the dean Smith quote like i think i can't remember exactly how it goes but like bad players like miss chances good players I can't remember exactly what it is, but like excellent players um, make the chances, right? And good players take chances or something like that. So it's like something along those lines. Look it up later. I'll have to pull it up and make sure I don't butcher it. But, you know, I think that's the difference between a good player and an excellent player is those excellent players are going to hit that every single time, right? And so I think that's where Enzo just needs to make sure he's able to hit those and capitalize on those chances every single match as much as possible. Does Patrick make that shot swift? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I, I mean it's he he does have uh, longer legs so who knows but I mean yeah, yeah I mean you never know like you never, you never know yeah I know I know
0: yeah I put you in a bad spot there sorry <laughs> yeah
2: so, so so the next thing I'll bring up just to keep moving along um is there's a couple questions around Vargas which I did want to talk about Vargas as well too so so two questions sure. I'll pull up one um from Dino I'm just going to call him Dino now uh would you let Vargas take the next penalty. Um, Brandon Lewis asks, do we see Vargas start next weekend? And semi-related too, I'll throw this in here. Kevin asks, anybody else noticed the body, his body language, meaning Capetti, Capetti's body language during the PK. So that sequence there with Vargas, I thought was really interesting when we we were awarded the, the PK with the handball, um, Vargas, I mean, Capetti was standing at the edge of the box, clearly ready to warning to take it. And then Vargas very purposefully grabs the ball and throws it down like he's going to do it. Any thoughts around that moment? And then also, I would add even add in the moment just a few minutes later when he's uh, Vargas is attacking the box and maybe takes a shot he should have passed on. So like, there's a few moments there with him that I thought was I thought was really interesting. I'm not. I I think it's 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 a little blip. I'm not going to make any. Anything too large out of it, but I thought that was an interesting little sequence there with with Vargas. So any thoughts there? I'll start with you, Matt
1: yeah, i, I mean, i'll be I'll be honest. Uh, Vargas did not have a good night, and i'm that's not even that's not including the pK miss. Uh, I think yeah. he made some very poor decisions on on some breaks. I think he had another opportunity with that ball from uh, Urso that he probably should have mm-hmm. put home. Um, but Vargas is going to be back. He's, he should absolutely start next game. It's just one game. Yep. He's got to get that office his, office his plate. Uh, I just, I just didn't think he played that that well, but he was also playing on an opposite side that he's not used to. So I'll cut, I'm going to cut him a little bit of slack. Uh, I think he's a great player. I just, uh, it just wasn't his night, uh, clearly, but you know, Capetti did say that he gave the ball to Vargas because they're buddies He's young. He wanted to get, you know, get him off uh, to a good start and everything like that. But, uh, man, Capetti, get the ball and take take these PKs. You, Swiderski got you last year. <laughs> so, like, you know, take take those PKs, man. Like, if you're good at them, like, take them, man. So, uh, I don't foresee Capetti really giving up any more PKs, and he shouldn't. He should go ahead and take them. Yeah. He's, he's the main guy right now. He needs to take them. Uh, I, I'm yeah. all about being a good team player. I appreciate the gesture and everything like that. Um, But again, those are moments that can cost you. Those are moments that can bite you in the butt and like we've got to start killing off games. So um, yeah, there was, there was definitely some chances at the end of the game that I think we made some really poor decisions where we didn't either take the ball to the corner flag to kill off the game yep. or like Ber- yep. Berchima's Bless him. The sixteen-year-old had a chance to square it off and like just made just made bad decisions. Uh, and if I had to kind of critique the team in any way, it was some of the decisions we made in the final third. I thought we could have killed off, off yep. that game, and we didn't. Yeah. Before I hand it to David, so I was wrong on that. I missed that quote. So Capetti
2: gave it to Vargas because I, I I missed yes. that. If I said that, yeah, wrong. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did. okay. That makes it a little bit different, but yeah, don't, <laughs> don't be so nice. Capetti. I need, I need you to be, I need you to be, have that, have that killer instinct because he should have taken it. Like, that's, that was don't the assumption is that why is he not taking it? Like that needs to be his, that needs to be his, uh, his moment right there. So anyway, go
0: ahead, David. Any other thoughts? No, I, I with with swift. The only thing I would say is Enzo get that dog in you, bud, you know, get up there and take that PK, but
1: yeah, yeah I know, you know, like it, it didn't cost us this time. And like, we've talked about Capetti's change right. in attitude. Um, so I'm, um, I'm glad we can have this conversation. I, I do like in a way that he was trying to be a good team player. I, I do like that his sure. body language is different and, you know, maybe things are, are better, um, for him. So maybe he'll unblock me on social media now. Like I, you know, like I, I want that <laughs> <laughs> so come, come back, come back to us. Um, but yeah. Uh, all right. I, you know, competing didn't have a, a, have a great game, but again, I think his work rate is always high and, uh, I'm anxious to see what he can do. I don't know what Patrick's situation is. He had a slight knock and I'll be honest guys. Like if, if Patrick was a hundred percent, I don't know. He doesn't start this game, but so it'd be yeah. interesting to see what happens on this, on this road trip. That's the fourth word. 442. Four 442. I'm just joking. <laughs> now, I don't think we, I don't think we run that, I, but uh, no, I what, no, what's I really cool about this, about this new system and strategy, like, you know, if we're going to be launching balls forward, like Capetti's really good at like disrupting, bugging the crap out of those defenders and pulling people out. Mm-hmm. Patrick's going to be good. I think with winning balls in the air, bringing balls down and laying stuff off. So we have a really cool dynamic, I think up there. So we'll see.
2: Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, so let's jump into some of the, the questions we got asked before, uh, before we start recording. Then we'll jump back to any comments we have as well, too. So the first one is from our, our good friend, Matt Chantry. Uh, what were you most pleased with from the win, either tactically or a specific player? And what concerned you the most? I'll start
0: with you this time, David. So I, I mentioned it earlier, but I'm, I want to say just the style of play and tactics that we had. That's what I was most pleased with, because for me, in my mind that's a style and system of play so it doesn't i don't want to say it doesn't matter who you play but like if you get that set and you get the players to buy in and develop and identify talent that will match that style you can plug i don't want to say just plug and play but you'll be able to plug people in and be able to keep that style of play going um you had players making runs you had balls attempted to be long balls just because of the wind it kind of stopped and stalled at times but um that was what i was most pleased with was the style of play from dean smith and the and the boys.
1: How about you, Matt? I I think we played well in the back. I think we covered well. Like I said earlier, defensively, I thought we were really sound. I I like that we were able to kind of go on the break and go out wide and have some chances uh, with Tavares and with with Vargas. Um, But you got to give it up to the defense, man. Like I I said that we were going to win one nothing on soccer and coffee. And I doubled down on MLS fantasy. I took Milanda and I took Geary as my uh, oh. two guys on defense. If that tells you anything, that's how that's how much I believed in these guys. Um, had Westwood on the bench, but I, I I had I had a feeling. I was like, I think at home this first game we're gonna keep a clean sheet, and I'm just so very proud of 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 these guys. So uh, I'm just. I'm excited about the season.
0: So I I know I know it's on a follow up or maybe another question later on, but I guess just to kind of piggyback off of this, the one thing I wasn't super thrilled about, and I know it could also just be because of the way that our roster is built currently and the the lack of depth that we have really throughout um, outside of midfield. Um, was really the timing of subs. New York got really yeah. aggressive with that towards the towards the end of the game, and it seems like we started to lose a little bit of gas and let mm-hmm. New York have a few chances. There's one where Nathan Byrne whiffed on a header, and New York just kicked a field goal basically and whiffed it. Um, that could have been a tying goal. Um, I think if it was mm-hmm. the game last year, we would have gotten scored on. Uh, but yeah. – <laughs> That's my only kind of feedback on that was that, like, it seems like the wingers and the midfield got a little gassed towards sunny fifth minute or so. But again, going back to the depth that we have at wingers, we're, we're thin. So there's not much we can do. So I'm yeah. interested to see how that's adjusted while we're on the road the next few weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, as a quick aside, I was looking uh, at. Now, go ahead, Corey. Sorry, I think there was a little bit of lag there. But yeah, I, I, I was looking at the clock at the 75th minute and I was like, oh, man. This is a little uh, deja vu, a little bit like, where's the subs, man? Cause I agree, <laughs> but uh, to, to your point, David, there, we are a little thin on where we needed those subs to be. Um, in preseason, we saw, I, we saw like Breck kind of move out wide and our field in the middle, but that doesn't really give you a lot of defensive cover, so I don't know if that was the, the move at all. So, uh, I think we'll have, uh, a lot more options, you know, we'll have bill back. Um, we'll have Patrick back, Um, uh, you know, we have, uh, Brant that's almost get, you know, getting there. So we'll have, we'll have some more options and everything like that. So that's the thing. Like we won this first game with like a very slim bench and we kept a clean sheet and we don't have our DPs. Like this is really exciting stuff. I'm just, I'm pumped, man.
2: Yep. Yep. Totally. But, All right. So let's jump I, sorry. To...
0: Sorry. And one more thing. Sorry. Just on. Like I guess I thought Brecht actually played pretty well, especially for the versatility that he showed. Yes, he needs to. I think he needs to be a little bit more solid on the shots that he takes and the power and accuracy that he does on a few of those. But there was multiple times where he flexed out wide. He dropped back. He pushed up. He was doing exactly what we need as as a cam to to help hopefully do this. Now I need him to feed the ball to Enzo a little bit more. But I thought that it he did pretty yeah. well for his first game in his true position for the, yeah. for the club.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we will jump to the next question. Uh, we're keep, keeping it going with the mats. Uh, Matt Nolan, this time asks 60,000 uh, plus fans have witnessed consecutive home wins at the bank. What do you see fan wise for season three, continued penetration of team in the city's mindshare stable decrease because we aren't the shiny new thing anymore. And I think it's a good question, too, because Charlotte fans yeah. are fickle. You know, like it's, it, it, we're, yeah. we're a very fickle fan base. So that's always <laughs> going back to before this this team ever started. That was always my concern is that I want this team to put on a show that keeps the fans coming out because Charlotte is the kind of city where if things go a certain way. The fan base dries up really bad. Just go to a, a Hornets game, you know, two months ago or or. Panthers. Um, Or Panthers. I mean, to that point. Yeah. So, so I'm interested to see what y'all think, you know, this, this season opener wasn't as big of a crowd as we've had the other season openers, but still 60,000 plus a fun crowd. What were y'all, what was y'all's takes? And what do you kind of see for the fan base going forward this season? I'll start with you this time, Matt.
1: Well, the city doesn't have a lot to cheer for right now. Um, I, I, (laughs) I want to (laughs) say, I want to say last year, I think we saw some attrition, saw some, um, attitudes that weren't the weren't the best. We weren't winning. We weren't losing. We were tying a lot, and I, you know, I don't know. I was exhausted last season for for whatever reason. I, mm-hmm. I think it was a real struggle. This this season though, just I don't know. It just feels different. I I I have more energy. I th- I feel like everybody has more energy and we're ready to go. Maybe it's I don't know what it is, but like we got a new coach. We got a new system. We got new players. Uh, and I think there's some hope there. And then winning this first game, winning cures all. So I, I you know, we we text uh, uh, WFNZ today to try to get them to talk more about Charlotte FC. We need that stuff. Uh, we we want to get everybody in the city on board. We need news outlets to talk about the team more. Uh, so I, I'm excited about the season. I think more people are going to get involved. Like uh, in my seats, I saw new people around. Um, and I was, I heard a couple to my left, uh, they had just bought uh season tickets in that spot. Cause usually like kind of in front of me to the left, there's kind of like rotating people, but like there was a couple that bought season tickets this year for the first time. So I don't know. I don't know what tickets, uh, sales are like or anything like that, but, um, I don't know. I feel like there's just more energy this year and more excitement. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah.
0: How about you, David? (laughs) Yeah, I think, um, I'm going to say like I'm going back to Nolan's reference there. I think, I think it made it, it just stabilized and kind of kept the same status quo for right now. I, I was really glad that we finally got that monkey off our back, that we were able to get three points and score at home with an upper deck to kick off the season. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Do it with the first game of a new coach. Exciting again, right? Um, but kind of similar to what Swift said. I don't want to say that the team has used up the goodwill, but the team used up some of its goodwill last year with the results that we had, just some of the attitudes, the drain that we saw again. Um, we've like it or not. We sold two of our three most expensive players this offseason. While it's the right thing to do as hardcore fans know that the casual fan doesn't know that all the casual fan sees is like how I see the Hornets. And they're like, Oh, they're offloading Gordon Hayward. Okay, cool. That I means they're just, sailing it in, right? that's not the case. Um, You know, so Hornets fans know that's not the case. It's the same thing for Charlotte FC. Us selling Camille and Carroll is not us sailing it in. It's us improving our roster. And so um, I, I think it stabilized it. I think if they continue to win the next few weeks, I would be, I would fully expect Bank of America to be rocking at the end of the month, next month, if they come back with six or nine points in the next few weeks. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I I really think I'll, I'll throw this up this comment up from from Brian Marley who says winning always brings people folks back to the bank like that's always my hope. And you touched on this is when we have these big matches where we open the upper bowl. Like I just want it to be I want to win ultimately, but if not a win, I want it to be entertaining. I want them to see a goal. I want them to to like to see the yeah. the, the the fans celebrate and and see that energy around it because I think that's what brings people back. And I think. We've had, we've had some good ones of the, past. you know, the, overall the season, last season was tough, but like that win against Miami at the end of the season, I think was a huge moment to have a bunch of fan, which we talked about it at the time, a bunch of fans who may have never been to a Charlotte FC match were there for Messi and right. got to experience yeah. that. Like, I think that's huge. Um, and, and I, I do think that, you know, there's some things that maybe are starting to turn off some fans, but I think the, the crowd this time was, was really good um and and i think what, what stands what always stands out to me is you know when i'm wearing like on friday i wore like my charlotte fc gear just kind of out to different places and even saturday morning and like wherever i went like these aren't like huge soccer fans but like they immediately saw what i was wearing was, like are you going to the match and we're like talking to me about it and to me that means almost as much as anything is that people see it they know that the game's coming up even if they're not going they're not really super fans they just know that it's happening I think that's huge it's become kind of a part of the sports fabric in the city that this is a this is a thing that that people are excited
0: about they know about and it's a part of that culture that that happened to me in vegas so i so randomly walking the strip three people stopped me to say awesome kit (laughs) like i was wearing the 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 new explore kit right but the cool thing was is that flying back on the red eye so friday night Our flight out of Vegas at local time was at like 1115 at night, right? And so, you know, these people are flying back to Charlotte. They most likely either are from Charlotte or they're from the area because you wouldn't do a red eye to Charlotte unless you really had to, right? Um, Especially (laughs) a through spirit. Um, So, uh, so, um, but as I'm standing there, I had two people come up again and they were like, hey, I love the kit. Are you going to the game Saturday? And I'm like, dude, you're talking to me in Vegas, 1115 at night. About Charlotte FC kit, and am I going to the game? Yeah, and that's that's huge in itself. It's it's like the it's like the '90s Hornets gear, right? People see it and they mm-hmm. they know yeah. what the brand is yeah. and the recognition is from it as well, which is huge.
1: Yeah, and it is such a great kit for sure. It is. It really yeah. is. It really My is one. so good. Yeah. By far. All right. So let's jump ahead. We've
2: got so much to get through. It's been so long. All right. Uh, Eric Hill says, uh, Coach Smith stated early on that Privet was not his planned CB. With Privet's chemistry with Melanda and in a Smith system that won't leave them on an island other than depth, do you still see any need to upgrade the center back spot or should all the focus be on upgrading the attack? I'll start with David this time. I think I'm trying to alternate back and forth. Yeah.
0: So I would say the priority right now and then heading into early summer is the attack. I think the defense and the depth and the players you have can get you by the first third or half of the season. I would still, even though you see what you got in Bill, new system, new coach, new new year, continue. You know what you got in private at this point. Hopefully, Pedro can continue to improve and get some minutes here and there. Um, I would say then summertime is where you get depth at CB if you need it or go for a starter if you realize I need to upgrade this position. So it's not priority one or two. I would say it's probably priority three or four on the on the one mm-hmm. the and needs list.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. You, you need to bolster the the attack. We need to make sure that we're scoring goals, uh, especially I, I think we need some wing help. Uh, maybe somebody in the middle, but yeah, center back. I mean, you have, you have Bill, but keep in mind, you know, Milanda you know, also needs a break and also needs help. So we, we do Correct. need some help there. Uh, we yeah. do have Diop who actually was playing some center back and actually Pedro sure. is kind of playing in a different position. Um, So, and again, you saw when he came in, he did not play um uh, in the back. So, we need some help there, but yeah, I, I I think you can try to get to. I mean, the, this window is still open, by the way, guys. And I and I'm it is. I'm yeah. hopeful, and I'm I hear some things that we we could get some signings here, and that could be where we maybe bolster that back line, and then we in the summer we get we go for those DPS. So we might get some help in the back, um, and we need it, no matter who's starting right now, whether that's Milanda Privet. Melanda uh bill we still need a little bit of help there even with diop even with pedro i i i would be a little more comfortable getting uh maybe another veteran back there uh but but we'll see this window's still open there's still room to to make improvements um but we'll we'll see kind of what the team does but that's that's kind of what i'm hearing i think i think we'll see some more moves guys yeah. So, I'm going to jump ahead <laughs> to a question that you just basically
2: answered. I I just wanted Sorry. to get any other Sorry. thoughts on it, but I did want to – I did no, no, no. It's great. I just want to shout out Greg Fenwick asked the question, do you anticipate any other incoming moves before the end of the window? If so, what outgoing moves would you think could happen to make room if that needs to happen even? Um, but yeah, you touched on it, but anything else you wanna add around any possible moves before the window closes?
1: No, we may see some folks move back down to Crown Legacy, uh, especially some of the folks I think were on on the bench this game. Um, yeah, I, I think I think we'll, there is a possibility to make some moves now. I don't know if we're gonna be going huge, like I said, like I just said, like, I don't know if we're going to wait to right. the summer to get the DPs, but I I, I foresee right. something coming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. David,
2: any thoughts? You want to move on?
0: No, we can move on. I I, I think Swift right. answered it well.
2: Cool. All right. I'm going to keep jumping around uh, some questions here. Um, we got some fun questions. I'm going to come to those later. All right. Uh, I'm gonna jump over to, to to Ted. I'm gonna say Pulfit. Is that right, Ted Pulfit? Uh, the best substitute to come off the bench, bench. The best substitute to come off the bench. What, what sub were you most happy with in this match? I know we talked about him coming on late and 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 all that, but but anything stand out to you?
0: I mean, I, I would just say out of the subs that we have, because we didn't have that many, I would say like I think what Scotty Arfield came on. I think that's probably the best one that we had, but that's did he come on? I think he did. Did he or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah I mean, it's, he yeah, he did. Yeah, he
0: did. I mean, because I, I'm just thinking yeah. about who came on and when. I just there wasn't really much impact we had with our subs in that that short stint of the second half.
1: I I think it was good that Borchimus was able to come in. Oh yeah, um, sorry. Yeah, I was just, yeah. No, that's that's all right. I mean, well the the. the They didn't, none of the subs made really any impacts at all. Right now, our field was the one that Bertie could have squared a ball to. Uh, and he was open and I'm just, I was about to lose my, I don't know. I was going crazy in the stands when, when we didn't (laughs) make that pass, but, um, 'Cause again, I, I I am worrying. I'm like, oh my God, they're gonna they're gonna get a last minute equalizer. Like we've got to score a second goal, and we just had so many chances. But uh no, it was it was good for for the young man to to come in, uh get a run out in front of all those fans. It's a cool story. He's a phenomenal Absolutely. talent. Uh we need to get the best out of him pretty quickly because I have a feeling he's gonna have a, a, a big career and probably bigger aspirations overseas so um but again it's one of those things where academy legacy this pipeline of players coming through these different channels uh we get some good years out of them and we sell them and make a ton of money and just kind of recycle man this is what this is about and i'm really excited about his uh career we have some uh some other younger players too that uh we should be on the lookout for but uh, yeah, it was really cool mm-hmm. to see him. But yeah, all the all the subs came in really, really late. It, I mean, and it was good to see Pedro yeah. too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, like I said, he played a little different position than I think we were all kind of like. I think we all just assume he's going to play center back, and I don't, I don't know that that's going to be the case, guys. Uh, I'm kind of hearing some things, and uh, I'm hoping he can start training well. I hear some concerns, but like, I, 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 it was good to see him out there, and I'm, I'm a big fan of his, and I hope he. Continues to get some chances. Yeah.
2: All right. So keep moving on. Uh, we've touched on this a little bit, but I'll throw this question from Brandon Hurst: What are your thoughts on Tavares? I think we've mentioned him a little bit. We haven't talked in depth about him. I feel like in this episode, so I wanted to bring up this question to to, to see what other thoughts you had on the way he played um, and, and thoughts on him moving forward. So uh, I guess if I'm alternating,
1: I'll start with Matt this time. I I made a a full video basically about Tavares and a crown legacy kit. And I may have been petty and and threw it back up, uh, on Instagram because I was just like, yeah, see, I I told you I'm a, I'm a big fan. I just saw a lot of people kind of poo-pooing this, him and this whole crown legacy thing and us not signing players. So maybe I was a little, little petty there, but, um, no, he's, he's awesome. I love him. He's tall, he's fast. Uh, he, again, kind of like everybody, he made a couple of poor decisions where he could have passed it or done something else. But first game overall, I thought he was amazing. Like those set pieces, him, him and Patrick on the field at the same time is going to be super scary and I can't wait to see it. Even if it's a a sub type of situation, uh, I just have high hopes for him and I I hope everybody's excited and kind of see like, man, this is kind of like a good signing. You, You know, if he, if he were to, here's the thing. If we would have signed him overseas and he came and had the game that he had, everybody would be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So I think it's even more amazing <laughs> that should. we signed him last year and, and had him at Crown Legacy off of our books, right, um, which is a brilliant move. And he's just sitting there waiting. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm super pumped about it. And I'm just so glad that he got to start and played well. That's uh, that's
0: interesting because like you're right. I mean, everyone was claiming for for Mello for two years straight, and I think Tavares showed more in this game than Melo did the entire time he was here for two years. And I'm just like, yeah. and you and Vaughn both called it. Vaughn was saying like, hey, listen, like this is a guy that you know Cambridge got a lot of like praise. I know, and I think even Vaughn brought it back up on soccer and coffee on Saturday that like Patrick Ajemian and Cambridge and uh Petrovic and everybody else is getting all this praise but why is no one talking about Tavares and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, one thing because I'll be honest with you I didn't watch many crown Legacy games last year because like frankly I you know I'll forget that they're on I can't go back and watch them or anything like that so I and not being local I couldn't go so I didn't get to see him that much play when he started playing Saturday night I was like holy shit like yeah he is tall but he's also yeah. a lot faster than what I expected to see him. That's There's what I'm a, saying, very, man. Yeah. The very like first, I think three or four minutes, there was a play down the side where I'm like, dude, he's out running the defender. Like he, this is this is creating a chance now all of a sudden. And then yeah. there was like in the second half, he did this like little like you know, back heel kind of spin kind of move and was able to like get past money. Mm-hmm. So he's got skills, he's got the ability to do it. And you're exactly right. Like, if if we assigned him overseas like we did Vargas last year. And then this was his first game. People would be losing their shit and buying Tavares kits yeah. right now because they'll be like, "Oh my god, he's my he's my favorite player. He's you know yeah. overseas. This is exactly what we need." You know,
1: he's yep. sneaky fast, man. Just like Patrick. People, I mean, you think somebody that tall is not fast, but him and Patrick are both like really, really fast. <laughs> uh, and Tavares led the um, Crown Legacy in scoring, so. He's a, he's a really good talent talent. I mean, still, you know, kind of raw, he's going to make mistakes. And, um, I, again, I, I, there were a couple of times where he could have made better passes and, um, and, sure. you know, I still worry about him positionally sometimes when he needs to get back and everything like that. But uh, again, that's coachable. Dean Smith loves him by the way. So I, I think we're going to see a lot of Tavares. He may not start every game again, depending on who we go out and get, but it's just another amazing piece. Yeah, so kudos to the not scouting me. team, wherever you found him. Good job.
0: <laughs> so not to uh, not to compare players and be mean or anything like that, but do you remember Camille Uzviak's first game?
1: Who? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> not? Yes. But no,
0: but, but, but like, no, but like, think about it, right? Like, it wasn't a memorable game. He basically scored a goal. <laughs> in his very first minute or very first 10 minutes of his very first game like yeah it wasn't a goal malanda yeah. cleaned it up etc but like he made an impact in his first 10 minutes and camille yeah. took almost three quarters of a season before he was able to make an impact like that you know what i mean so um yeah. I, big kudos to the the scouts big kudos to you know thomas and Losandro and all those people and zoran for the fo creating a a deal for this and Bobby, et cetera, to be able to get a player like this in the crown legacy and convince the player to join crown legacy and be there for a year and then get credit to, the, to the team. Cause he probably yeah. could have been sold to go somewhere else than a second division us team.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's, uh, let's, let's keep moving through. Um, I'm going to skip a bunch of these. Sorry if you send in a question. I'm not going to ask it because we <laughs> we talked too long. about. Yeah yeah it's um
0: so
1: next next, next time we, will, we won't talk about bands and from- stuff <laughs> we'll get we'll get right to
2: <laughs> maybe nope don't make promises we can't keep all right so uh donnie asked two questions i'm gonna skip the first one and focus on the second one which is um after the history made last night being saturday night winning the first home opener the first time we've won a home opener Realistically, how many points would be acceptable over the next three matches? Um, so Matt, you touched on this a little bit earlier on saying that like, you wouldn't be surprised if we drop some matches, don't get a ton of wins out of this. But, but
1: what realistically are you expecting
2: from, from
1: the next three? I'd like to see at least four points. I think that, I think that would be, we, I think we do need to pick up a win. Um, I think, I think a loss is, is okay. I'd like to see us get a draw. Um, but I'd like for us to pick up a win. This is gonna, This is going to be a real big test for this team and our defense too. I I think playing at home is very different than playing on the road. We're really going to see what this, our defense is made out of. I worry about us scoring enough on this road trip, but, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I would like for us to four at least would be good. I'm okay. Like I said, I'm okay. If we, if we drop one here yeah
0: so to build off that i would be okay with anywhere from four to six points so the reason i say that because we were all pissed with how bad of a slow start we had last year we did not get our first points until game four which was against orlando city and then we were able to draw a draw so we were able to get three four five points in the first one two three four five six games last year so the fact that we're already at three after game one is an improvement, I think, in itself. Not to jinx <laughs> yeah. us, but yeah. if we can get another three points, we'll be already at our total for what we had in the first two months last year in the first two weeks or three weeks.
1: Yeah. And, so I think and I, I, and I say I say I'm okay with with four only because we we want our game and most of our division either lost or tied. So we're already two points yeah. up on folks. Uh, or a, most mm-hmm. of the most of the league, and and I mean, it's tough. Except man. for Playing Miami. back. Uh, well, yeah, whatever. Um, but having to <laughs> the refs, the refs help them help them out. I'm not whatever. Um, but having to play back to back to back away games without coming home at all—that's um, yeah, that's a tall order. And and where we're going to play those games too is also tough. So I'm going to give the team a little bit of grace here. I think four points combined with what we've already got is is would be a good start. And then we got it. You know, we're home. Then we got to kick it back up. Uh, and you got to win. We got to win yeah. our home games this year. That's just, uh, period. So, yep.
2: but yeah, yep, absolutely, absolutely. All right, uh, let's go back to some of the chat questions. I'm really glad
0: that you asked Donnie's question question because he got pissed that we didn't ask his question last show. So he called oh, well, me and said, "So Donnie, can't. I did not plant that. That was all Corey. You can't. Thank you."
2: We can't make Donnie mad. Uh, we <laughs> we can't make sure we can, he's we happy. Can make, we can make ooh. Donnie mad. <laughs> I don't think he's watching live anymore either. I think he had to drop can we, off. Can we fill it up ah, just for a
0: second wrong. here? Because someone asked. Oh, are you question. feel it? Yeah. So, so uh, Joe says, Gus, where did you get that shirt you're wearing? So quick ooh. shameless Plugs. plug Oh yeah, for the Met City Soccer No one's show listening
1: now, but yeah, let's the it. <laughs>
0: Do it. It's fine. So if you go to our dot you can go to our store. Swift is holding up a, a corn dog and soccer ball coffee mug, which is amazing. I am um, wearing the retro Mint City Soccer Show shirt. I wasn't to wear my hoodie. Uh, Corey is wearing an Edge City hat. Just a quick plug to Edge City. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Swift Swift has the Mint City hat behind him too. So uh, we we launched our merch right before the season started. Uh, so we got some pretty cool stuff on there uh i think swift has bought some mm-hmm. shoes i think he made some shoes on there i don't know but yeah <laughs>
1: yeah so yeah go to, go to, yeah. to mintcitysoccershow.com go to our shop we have a lot of fun stuff on there there are some shoes available <laughs> um but yeah go support the show cuz uh the money that we make on that uh, helps us fund fund the show and get to do some other uh cool stuff that we're wanting to do this year so we'd really we would really really appreciate it if you got literally anything. <clears throat> yeah.
0: yeah. Sorry. Be,
1: just
2: to be plugged. <laughs> now I was going to say, to be clear, we're not selling Edge City hats. I just happen to be wearing <laughs> one, but I encourage you to go to Edge City. the I Greatest agree. brewery That's in Charlotte. It's across the street from me uh, and get a beer. The All br- right, brewery. They're good people. They got Charlotte FC scarves up. It's great. Nice. All right. Um, let's see uh, this question from rain. Uh, is there a scenario where teams come calling about Milanda this summer, which is funny. Karen. like just to, to throw it off. I remember, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they have. I remember, I can't remember which game it was last season. It was early in the season and I want to say it was Taylor 12, but someone was basically saying that they fully expected Milanda to be playing like top flight French, you know, soccer in like two months. That obviously didn't happen, but I do imagine he's a very,
0: uh, uh, hot prospect for some for some teams in Europe right now just keep playing yeah, I, like he played Saturday and he'll be gone by summer yeah <laughs> yeah
1: I, I I can I I think I think I'd be okay to say this I I can confirm that there have been uh, a lot of offers for him so which I which to me changes the him, so.
0: <laughs> that's
2: right Which to me kidding. changes the, the conversation we had earlier about like the, the, the priority of us priority center back. Like if we, if if there's a decent chance that Milanda plays like this and gets a good offer that we take in the summer, then there needs to be more depth in that role to make up for that later. So, I don't know, just to go back to the question we asked, we don't need to rehash that question, but I think that does, if Milanda stays for a year and more, like that's, that's fine. But if we're losing, if there's a chance we lose him in an upcoming window, I think
0: that really Changes the priorities a little bit about what we need to to fill up. I I wonder if Pedro or Diop if they showed more in the off season or if they start playing significant minutes in the next yeah. month or so, then I think that will be telling of what their plan is for Melanda long term. But we'll see. Yeah. I don't. That's me just speculating. So I have no idea. But
2: yeah. All right. Let uh, me keep rapid firing a couple of the, a couple more questions. We'll go back to Dino slash Becca. Um, are there any players except Carol that exited this window that you would have put in instead of who we have now? So we basically made a big deal about all the players we lost and didn't bring people in. But when you look at the team and the way they played Saturday, are there any of those players that you're like, I wish we had so-and-so on, on the field?
1: Nope.
2: Nope. No. Matt shaking his head. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. All right, quick answer. That's great. Keep moving. All right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let me click through a couple more here. Uh, Russell asked several questions. Uh, Good friend. He always I love Russell. Like really Uh, um, gets it in, man. (laughs) Yeah, there's like three. There's three questions. We don't have time to get to get to all the questions. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump to some of our more fun questions because we've been doing this too long. We need to. I need to go to bed. All right. So his third question is. If you were the defender in charge of buying Dino a bottle of wine for Saturday's clean sheet, which would you buy? Are y'all wine people? Do you have like wine knowledge? Because I don't. I can't so, answer
0: this question very well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna good. give my goofy answer first, while, while Swift does this. So to clarify, it's Dino buying the bottles of wine for the defenders for the clean right. sheet. Right. So I thought that yeah. was the thing, yeah. but so, I, sorry, I just read the question as it was. But yeah, sure. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Rusty. So. But it's flipped, but if I'm Dino shopping for um, for these defenders for their clean sheets, um, depending on how messy of a clean sheet it is, because there's games where you're like, oh, that shouldn't have been a clean sheet like we should have been scored on. Right. I think there'll be games where I'm, I'm just kind of filibustering because I want to say something ridiculous when Swift comes back. Good. So if, if it was a messy clean sheet where um, it's like, oh, we, we probably didn't deserve a clean sheet like it was a goal, but it got called back or something like that. I'd be like all right boys we're getting you some uh what's the one that has like the lighthouse on it and has like the bird or the the seagull I'm I'm trying to think about a wine cool. person, you're the, I'm not you're a wine person either. Person. I, I'll buy him some like white Zinfandel if it's an ugly clean sheet, right? Like some <laughs> box wine and say, Here you go, boys, thanks. For the clean sheet. This is a, this was kind of dirty. So here you go. Now, wow, if it's a
1: horrible <laughs> coach, that's, that's
0: if That's if it's a dirty clean. So you missed the explanation, Swift. Now, that's
1: if a, if it's, it's a, a dirty clean,
2: sheet. <laughs> a, some, some, some Franzia for a dirty clean sheet is what we're doing so, here. Like we're just going
0: <laughs> full box wine. So then, but can so can it? I, I if it's a really good one, that would just be like, let's get him some port. Let's get him some like mead. Doing something like just something very exquisite and just big Dublin. There, that's what it is. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. That's all I'm saying. Like if it's an ugly clean sheet, you give him that one. And then if it's a beautiful <laughs> clean sheet, you're like, man, you guys really bailed us out here. Thanks for getting us the point. Um, you know, X Y Z. Here's some nice mead or some port or something like that. So over to you, Swift, that actually knows something about wine. <laughs> Look at that
1: wax dip bottle. Get out of here! Say, it's
2: got wax. You know, it's you know it's important. <laughs> Hold on, I, we got we got to spotlight
1: this. Hold on. Okay, let's there get this go. up here a little. That's what you need to get. Bella Bella gloss This is a Pinot Noir a from Pinot Santa Noir. Barbara.
0: Ooh,
1: yeah, that's th- this is good. If you see this in a store, you should get it. Pick- <laughs> I just I just <laughs> love that I got spotlighted there, and I just went. Man. And, <laughs> and i'm not, I, i'm not a crappy coach i don't care about dirty or clean <laughs> sheets listen whatever listen just, i don't even know what a dirty sheet is like, listen just i'm just, a, just i would just give it to you. like a good mark yeah oh it's yeah it's just weird it. man i don't know so, so all i'm saying is i'm um, here
0: making content for the show that's all i'm saying for it but yes i, I would buy them a nice <laughs> nice nice <wine. laughs> All
2: right, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna ask two more questions so we, we can get out of here. All right, yeah, so one, this is oh, yeah. this 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 question is unhinged, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Um, Roy always asks the best started, questions, dude. We started we started off unhinged. We're just gonna we're gonna close this way. So Roy Cole's yeah. uh, ask her of many great questions. Uh, asks Would you rather be an amazing virtuoso at any instrument, but only if you play naked? Or would you rather be able to speak any language, but only if you close your eyes and dance while you are doing it?
0: I'm I'm just gonna rip the bandit off and just say, I'm gonna go with the any language because then at that point, I can explain it to the person in front of me of why I'm dancing and closing my eyes is because it helps me speak their language. But that's the only thing I would do, yeah
1: both both are crazy um but if you <laughs> were had your eyes closed and you were dancing and you were speaking in a different language and you were trying to explain to them that's the only way you could do it they would think you're absolutely batshit insane yeah so i'm probably. just i'm just saying that's probably that's probably the better option um because yeah i don't think anybody wants to see any of us naked playing an instrument now i mean you guys were in a band i i don't i don't know um we're
0: blank one eight, we're blank uh 182 over here that you know that's uh, that's how they that's how they made a joke that that's how they were supposed to pronounce their name right not blink 182 but they made a joke that it's blink 182. um but yeah so
2: it's got a nice ring to it <laughs> i mean it's like the it's like the Red hot shape i with the sock thing
0: no but i i oh think, yeah
2: um I I, I do agree that, like, I don't see the market for naked instrument playing. So, like, I don't see what value that would bring. I mean, I'm sure there is a
1: market. I'm sure Uh, there is a market. Only only fans, Corey. Only fans. Only fans. Only
0: fans. But, (laughs) like, (laughs) that's how we're funding the the new show. (laughs) Yeah middle-aged dad bods no. playing the instruments naked i'm sure there's not much of a market for that sorry
1: yeah oh man probably not uh, i do have to bring yeah up, roy's the we... one to ask about Roy's the one to ask about the uh the sloth the what yeah yep yep so there little, you go uh i do have to bring it. russell's
2: watching which I, i'm so glad russell's watching um and he said i knew if anybody had a wine to pick it'd be matt that was a very matt directed question so i appreciate that, yes. that. that that was there for that so all right, um Did
0: let's you see Richard see. Clark's comment? Richard Clark says, "Next episode or next match, brings yeah. to all natural." So,
1: <laughs> I mean, you could have Great. the guitar kind of like blocking, I like, things, yeah. if you're looking guitar, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. People, it's people like, are uh, people are going to listen to this episode, and they're like, "Man, I can't wait to hear about the win and all the <laughs> soccer talk," and they're just gonna be like. Worst episode ever.
2: (laughs) We're so sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, We're also not really sorry. It's just we're in a good mood. Like usually, use these questions. Yeah, we're in a good mood, Bad stuff. This is like we're we're so happy about the way the game went that we're just yeah we're just rolling with it. Um, Yeah, yeah. I immediately went to Love Actually too with the uh, God. I'm making just random references, but Love Actually with the the guy who says if he wins Tops of the Pop, he'll sing the song naked and just a very strategically placed uh, guitar. So anyway, all right. Um, One last question I wanted to ask. Uh, We had a special guest in the chat here. Uh, So one, Laura Gustler asks... (laughs) Red burst <laughs> with a, uh, oh. with, a so, with the eyebrow raised emoji so so, so i have
0: to i have I'll- to explain just to give a little backstory here so saturday before going to the game uh was my niece and nephews or twins one year birthday party so we went to the one year birthday party right before the game and i have my spotify on the on the car and i'm driving up there and we're out there in mint hill and everything like that and all of a sudden uh when biscuit comes up and it's uh, Nookie. And she is just sitting here looking at me about the, the lyrics of, so take that cookie and shove it up your yeah, shove it up your yeah. Like that is what's happening in the car. And she's looking at me and she's like, What the hell is this? And I'm like, it's Fred Durst and it's Lent Biscuit and it's Gastonia in the 90s. So like this is this is this is happening right now. And so I introduced her to Fred Durst. Did she not um, know?
1: Right up- she didn't no. know Limp Biscuit and Fred Red Durst? No.
0: No. Oh, wait, really? Oh. Yeah, wow. she she had no idea. So oh, wow. I, I introduced her to that. She's um, she's living a better
2: life than we are. If she's avoided <laughs> Limp Biscuit at this to this point in her life, like, I, good for her.
1: I can't even I wish imagine I could not knowing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. a different it's a different like era too. Like we're all over 35 here. So my wife had just turned 30. <laughs> so she's like, like, Fred Durst coming out, she was like six. Mm. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. But good. I put this up here, Brian says, (laughs) I I need the red hat. So next episode, I'll see if I can find a flat brim red hat for us um, and see if I can introduce the show that way. So maybe I'll do a a card during another episode. (laughs) Maybe I'll do a card break (laughs) dressed as Fred Durst, you know, be nice. Get some nice Jinko back. Yeah, you got to do another one of those. Yeah, there's a new set coming out. So when the new set comes out, I'll uh, I'll get a box and do do a, a live stream from that. So, do you so think, I, do you, I, no, I promise. Worry.
2: I was gonna say, do you think Fred Durst likes soccer? Like I, he, what is he doing right now? Do you think
0: we could He's touring? He's there. Uh, is making he still touring? Music. Yeah. So no, oh, so, okay, hold oof. on. So when I, when music comes up on shuffle like that, on my, on my thing, I start just. Like, this is just a dad moment, but like, I start Googling and like Wikipedia and people just because I'm like, I wonder what's sure. happened to Fred Durst. You know let me Just see what's yeah. happening. So, like, dude, the dude was, like, in, like, what is it? Is it Bonnaroo, the one that's in Chicago? What's the music festival up there? Lollapalooza. Uh, Lollapalooza. Yeah. They played Lollapalooza, like, a few years ago. And the dude comes out dressed like um, a 70s, like, Starsky and Hutch, like, police officer. He has a blonde hair wig on, a blonde mustache, like, sunglasses that are huge. Comes out there dressed as that. And then, most recently, he's now Cowboy Fred Durst. So, he comes out with a country accent like tight jeans cowboy boots big belt buckle flannel shirt tucked in and he's like y'all know what time it is that's you know that, so, it's uh, just went down a huge rabbit hole about fred Durst that i know way too much he's about. just
2: finally he's wow. finally embrace, embracing his, his inner gastonia is what it sounds like Gastonian. You know, yeah he's yeah. fully <laughs> just leaning in he's fully leaning into it finally which is which is good that's good for him i like that i like that form
0: i think we need to get that image of him in that mustache and a wig as the the image of this episode. I think it'd be really good. <laughs>
2: it's really set the stage for people
0: watching this <laughs> and listening to this. So they know what they're getting into. Like so this I've, is, got, this is gonna, I've got one, it's gonna be a weird
2: one, y'all. Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I've
0: got one <laughs> last thing before it comes up. So and it, I'm not going to do it swift, so don't worry. So but I'm gonna I'm gonna crowdfund this idea and crowdsource or whatever you want to call it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get the name of this out there. So I have an idea for a segment for the next episode, everyone, where I give rapid fire questions to Matt Swift. And he has basically, he could only answer it in like one or two words, like yes or no, or a name of a person, whatever it is. But I had this stupid idea of it calling it Matt Swift swiftly made hot takes. And so like, if it's a terrible name, it probably is. Um, just tweet at me, share it in the chat. Um, put it in Slack, a better name of what I should name this. But I just want to make sure I give a moment for Swift to just either Say yes, no, and it's gonna be stupid things like like Matt, like what's oh, like Matt, do you prefer beer or liquor in a tailgate? You know, that kind of thing before the game. And it, he has to answer it without hesitation, what with, with what what it is. So um please give me some ideas so I can better tweak that moment for the show.
1: <laughs> I, I don't want to do any of that.
0: <laughs> you're gonna get it's stuck Matt's- with it. Like I'm stuck with the corn dog, you're gonna get stuck with it if it, people pick up on it. <laughs>
2: this this is the episode that that broke matt like he just won't show up again he's like i can't him <laughs> it it's him and Vaughn are going to start the smart podcast and me and David are going to be stuck over here
0: doing talking about Fred Durst it's going to be okay, a me, dark time maybe dark time Cork and Corey are going to make like the middle school s like on the as our logo and talk about Jinko jeans and Lee pipes it'd be great <laughs> while, while Swift and Vaughn do the smart uh, if you show you guys want to, doing this.
1: we could start another podcast that's separate where we just talk about nonsense like this so I mean oh, I'm, all I'm
0: all for it uh,
1: Matt anything thank else you guys you for close sticking us before, with us in we this episode?
0: <laughs> yeah please
1: thank you for so much for sticking with this
0: <laughs> please make no I'm episode almost of certain
1: <laughs> I, I'm almost certain everybody wants to get the hell out of here if they haven't already tuned yeah. out but no nah, th- thanks everybody for for tuning in if, if you're still with us a couple things please subscribe to the channel like the video it helps us out and yeah, if you want to help us out further, go go to our website, MintCitySoccerShow.com. Go to the shop. Uh, like I said, it just helps kind of fund some of the stuff that we are doing and some of the stuff that we want to do. We want to put out some more content, do some more videos and things like that um, that are actually soccer related and maybe some Fred Durst related content. Who knows? But uh, yeah, just thank everybody for, for hanging in there. and um, Hold on a second. I do... While he's pulling
0: something thank, out? We should get Fred guys. Durst to do the show, like intro. By the way,
1: go great. Here we thank you for this, by the way. Um, Soccer sheet, yes. Hardy award. Thank you for voting us for uh, best podcast. Uh, here we go. We, that is probably- we have to
0: turn that. We have to turn that award in after this episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure we will not win this again. Um, but but thank you for letting us win it this time. Uh, I do appreciate it for sure hamagotchi corner that's great that's all i got man yeah yeah
0: i know i'm having fun but thank you guys for the uh, the award really appreciate it it was really awesome to to win that so thank you
2: all right we'll see you next time y'all see you guys